let me tell you about our uh, spotlight sponsor. It's My Patriot Supply. I, I don't know if you're following this as closely as I am, but I am uh, right now at our ranch and uh, our farm, and we raise cattle and we grow food, and we're doing it this year without fertilizer. We have a real problem with food shortages that is now starting in the other hemisphere, but Africa is going to be the first to fit uh, to feel it, and literally millions of people will die in the next couple of years because of the insanity that is going on right now. I want you to prepare so your family has food. You don't feel the the push and the that you're not standing in a breadline, quite honestly. And don't think breadlines couldn't happen here. Uh, preparewithglenn.com right now you can get a uh, three month emergency food kit from my patriot supply at $150 off the regular price every family should have one of these for their family I mean one for each member of their family farmers have spoken you need to speak up now preparewithglenn.com preparewithglenn.com On Monday, I think I surprised a lot of people, and I said the story after two weeks of being on vacation, the story I felt was the most critical for you to hear was the story of what was happening in Sri Lanka. What's happening in Sri Lanka is a precursor. It is, it's what's coming our way. And it was all done by the World Economic Forum. There was a article from about a year or two ago on the worldeconomicforum.org uh, and it, it talked about how Sri Lanka was the model for the Great Reset. And the article was actually entitled, How We're Going to Make Sri Lanka Rich by 2025. Well, you know that last week they forced the president out. They burned down the palace. Uh, there's, there's food shortages, food riots, energy shortages, energy riots. The exact opposite of what the um, World Economic Forum had planned for Sri Lanka. I told you that story and told you, go to the World Economic Forum and check it out yourself. This was them. James Lindsay, at the end of my broadcast, he gets on Twitter and he lets me know, uh, Hey, Glenn, uh, the World Economic Forum just deleted that article from the website. Huh, I wonder why. This is coming, and I'll talk to Carol Roth here about what's happening to your retirement funds right now and what you can possibly do to save them. Carol Roth joins me in 60.
Lynn wrote in about her dog's experience with rough green. She says, I tried a trial bag to see if my dog, if, if he would even eat it. I noted as not only did they eat it, but a significant change in my dog within a week. She's an older dog who's had many issues throughout her life. I first noticed the change in her eyes. She was more alert and her eyes were bright and wide open. She's moving better and she's more alert. What a great product. Thank you. Wow. I have to tell you, Lynn, a week. That is remarkable. Rough Greens, it's not a dog food, it's a supplement that you sprinkle on the dog's food and it is chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, you name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in Rough Greens. Try it out with your dog now with a free bag. Just uh, call Rough Greens now at 833-GLENN33, 833-GLEN33. Get your trial bag for free. You just pay for shipping. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. That's roughgreens.com slash Beck. Carol Roth uh, is a, a friend and a friend of the program. She's the author of the book, The War on Small Business. She's a, in her words, a recovering investment banker, worked on uh, Wall Street for quite some time but sees things from Main Street and can explain things uh, to Main Street uh, as opposed to everybody else who I just think talks about Wall Street stuff. And it doesn't matter to the average person um, unless you can break it down and explain it. Uh, Carol Roth, welcome to the program. Hi, Carol. Hi, Glenn. How are you doing? Uh, Good, Uh, good. Um, I am. Do you agree with me on Sri Lanka? You, you've been following that, I'm sure. Yes, you. Know, I don't know if you know this, but Sri Lanka has an ESG score of something like 98. So good for them. That really yeah, worked out super well. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, so we have a couple of things I want to go through. First of all, the CPI. This is the Consumer Price Index. The inflation number is at 9.1. Uh, the I loved your tweet the other day. Let me see if I can find it. You said, first, there will be no inflation. Then, inflation is transitory. Inflation is good for you. Inflation only hurts the rich. Inflation is the consumer's fault. Inflation is greedy business's fault. Inflation is Putin's fault. Inflation is backward looking. And your last one is, breadlines are a great way to meet people. Um, the latest is it's backward looking. That That's what the White House came out and said that, that those are old numbers. But they didn't say that the new numbers would be better. <laughs> I mean, backward looking, forward looking, up, down in a circle, like whichever way that you're looking, this is something that is affecting all of our lives. You know, I was thinking about taxation and how taxation is theft, but it is a one-time theft. It's a one-time theft of your earnings. Inflation is permanent theft. It permanently steals your ability to purchase goods and services, the wealth that you've created, everything that you've worked hard to earn and saved. And this is what we're seeing. And, you know, while the the 9.1 percent, you know, wasn't uh, necessarily a surprise, it is still really shocking to see it on paper. And as you and I have discussed before, you know, these are the the manipulated numbers. These are the the formula changes that have happened a few times since the 1980s. If you looked on this, um, you know how it would have been on an apples to apples basis to 1980. It's it's probably about double that. So this is theft from the American people by central planning that was completely avoidable, and it is just 
so, so frustrating and angering. So they they said, I read an article early this morning that talked about uh, there's a possibility that by the end of the month, the Fed is talking now about raising it another point, another point. And you gave me a stat a while back because people don't think this. Our debt has interest attached to it. And when we go out as a nation for a trillion dollars, we have to pay interest. And you gave me a stat for every one point added, it adds to our debt and deficit. How much? Okay, so that, so just, just this is a, not a direct line, but basically think about this. We have about you know a, a six to seven year average on our debt, which means that our national debt is constantly being refinanced. And as we take on new debt, we have to to go out and, and pay for that at new rates. So whether you're refinancing it or you know, you, you're taking on new date debt for every one trillion dollars that we either refinance or take on a new new debt, that will be an extra one hundred billion dollars that is added to our interest service on the debt. So stuff that we have already paid for. It's not a linear one-to-one. It's not like when the Fed funds rate goes up, it automatically increases the debt, but it does trickle right. through. It trickles through to the 10-year yields and the three-year so, yields and the two-year yields, which is, is the way that our, that we, we have to um, uh, finance our debt and, and what's paid for it. So if we did uh, have to read redo $5 trillion in our debt, which is not un- unusual. If we had to buy and, and refinance another $5 trillion on our debt, that would add a trillion dollars worth of debt, would it not? Because we've, we've gone up two points, or we will have gone up two points. Yeah, I mean, if you, yeah, net, 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 correct, yes. Yeah, holy cow. Yeah, I mean, the projections, um, at if you point, look at the- At what interest rate? I was going to say, if you look at the CBO projections, uh, you know, they project out into the future and the numbers in terms of the debt and what we're going to be paying on it in the future. And and they're using conservative numbers. They're not even expecting these Fed rates would absolutely blow your mind. I mean, it becomes the largest item that the government has to pay for, which obviously takes away spending from other areas and or increases your taxes. Unless you're using modern monetary theory, which we are now basically using modern monetary theory, which means you can print whatever you want. The government doesn't have to worry about it. But that's exactly, I mean, they said it in Sri Lanka. They're using modern monetary theory, and it has wiped them out, wiped them out. Yeah, I mean, this is basically the the concept of what's happening here in terms of our liabilities. They're trying to take a dollar from your left pocket, move it to your right pocket and go, oh, look, you have a new dollar. You know, that that's not the way that any of this works. And we are all feeling the effects of this, you know, fantastical buy in to magic money tree, a.k.a. MMT, modern monetary theory. The idea that just because you have the printing press that you can keep printing money without having having a subsequent effect on the dollar. You know, the money is supposed to stand for productivity. You earn this. This this is a st- stable um, representation of your productivity. If you double or triple or quadruple the amount of, of those dollars without increasing productivity, then each one of those 
uh, in turn is worth less. And that is what's happening. And that's why our the value of our dollars are being eroded. Go back to that 1970s Saturday Night Live skit with Dan Aykroyd pretending to be Jimmy Carter. You know, we're all going to be millionaires and, you know, we're going to be uh, driving around in cars that cost, you know, $20 million. So, you know, it, it, it sounds right. great from a top right. line standpoint until you kind of get into it. Okay, so most people put their money in their IRA, and then until they get older, they don't even look at it. Um, And that's probably a good thing when you're dealing with the stock market. You just leave it in, and it has its ups and downs. And you start looking at it maybe when you're 50 or 60, and you're like, wait a minute, Uh, and start to to, uh, make sure that it's secure because there's not a long horizon um, that you're looking at. What's happening to people's 401ks right now and what can they do? So there was um, a, a research study that I picked up that came out and they said from the beginning of the year to June of this year, people have lost $3.4 trillion in their retirement funds between 401ks and IRAs. This doesn't include any other money that may have been in the market. And this is you know, a horrendous situation that has been you know, completely fueled um, by Fed policy, really going all the way back to the Fed chair, Alan Green. Greenspan, who decided that he was going to never let the market fall um, too much without having some intervention. Then in the Great Recession financial crisis, Ben Bernanke took that, put it on steroids. And then what Powell and his group have done has been you know, completely crazy. And we, we are living through these crazy boom and bust cycles. I'm sure that, that most of you have noticed that over the last you know, several decades, things are very different than they were in the decades before, you know, more of these huge booms and busts. And the reality is that the people who are already wealthy and well-connected, um, who have that that long-term staying power, they don't mind this at all because they benefit when everything goes up. And then when everything goes bust and, you know, you as you know, somebody who's panicking and not sure what's to do, you take your money out of the market or, you know, perhaps, you know, in the great financial, uh, the great recession, financial crisis, your home's foreclosed on, you know, all of these things happen and they fall on the shoulders of the little guy. And then these, you know, I'm calling them vulture capitalists come in, well capitalized, buy everything up as at pennies on the dollar and then are, are positioned for the next boom cycle of interference. And this is just an epic wealth transfer. It's been happening you know, on an accelerated basis for decades and decades and is the outgrowth of just this horrible central banking experiment that has gone wrong and has been a complete menace to society and to the wealth creation opportunities for the average American. So what do people do? So if I mean, you I can, think, I think we're losing the I think we're losing the idea of retirement for a lot of people. People. I, I just I don't think that retirement is going to be a thing of the of the yeah. nearer future. Yeah, I mean, certainly not at the ages, I think, that people um, perhaps were expecting because you don't know what's around the corner. This is where I encourage everybody to talk to their financial advisor because each person's scenario is so different. And depending on your time frame, um, you know, because of these boom and bust cycles that are caused by the Fed and central planning, you know, timing is really important. You know, depending on when it is that you decide to change your portfolio structure, couldn't change everything in your life. But if 
if you are you know, younger and you have that ability to have the staying power, you want to do the same thing that the well-capitalized people are doing and wait for those bust cycles and be able to, to participate as a vulture capitalist, even if it's on a smaller scale and, and you know, buy low and, 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 and ride the upside to that. But you need to have that planning in place because we are now living in a way that's not free market. It's completely driven um, by this sort of externality. And that means that you know, timing changes. And if you're somebody who's retiring in a bad cycle, you know, you're going to feel that burden on an exponential factor. So I, I, I have one more question for you, Carol. Let me take a one minute uh, break and, and talk about. What all of this is doing, what, what's, what's happening is the president just said, hey, you got to be able to retire. And so I believe he just guaranteed all of the union pensions. So that means I'm now paying for union pensions if they default, which is insanity. But again, it's just another giveaway. I, I predicted this, I think, in 2009 that the government would step in and take all the union pensions and guarantee. But that, that means everybody else is paying for it and we're struggling our own selves. I want to talk to you a bit about that. And then, and then also, if this is what's happening here, what is all of this doing to other countries that have to pay for things in dollars? Back with uh, Carol Roth in, in just a second. 60 seconds and we're back. Uh, let me tell you about Car Shield. Used to be when the case, the case was when your car broke down, you either knew how to fix it yourself, which wasn't a lot of fun, or you had to take a mechanic and roll the dice that it wasn't going to cost you an arm and a leg, which it usually did, and that is even less fun. But now you can't fix your car. Now I can't even diagnose what is even wrong with my car. You need to take it into a guy with a computer, and the computer will diagnose. And God forbid it's a chip. Right now, you need medical insurance for your car. It's Car Shield, the protection plan for about a hundred bucks a month. Now, it's not going to cover everything, just like your medical insurance doesn't cover everything, all the small things. But man, when it is catastrophic or it is a, a big thing, it covers more parts than ever before. When that happens, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to deal with the paperwork or the headaches. All you have to do is just let CarShield know, and they'll handle all of it for you. You can count on CarShield to help take care of you when your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road. Every protection plan includes coast-to-coast -coast roadside assistance, rental car options, and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. So call CarShield now. CarShield.com slash Beck. CarShield.com slash Beck. Or call 800-391-8888. Save 10% right now. CarShield.com slash Beck, 1-800-391-8888. Back in 10 seconds. So, Carol, uh, first of all, explain what the president did with the unions. 
So he's still running around um, talking about the American Rescue Plan, which is, you know, hilarious. He's got absolutely nothing to hang his hat on. So he's going back and he's running around and talking about what he did in March 2021. Now, obviously, he's not talking about all the bad things that came out of that. Um, you know, things like, right. you know, you know the, the stimulus that caused inflation and raising the reporting requirements for Etsy and, and eBay for or lowering them, excuse me, from $20,000 to $600 because because, you know, all those billionaires with $600 accounts, we need to crack down on them. Um, he's hanging his hat <laughs> on a, a piece of legislation that was in that that was called the Butch Lewis Act. And basically that was we are going to to be the, the guarantor of the union pensions. Now, we, we've been told that unions are very important, right? You know, they, they need to be there in order to secure people's futures and be there for the workers, but apparently they're not real good at managing the pensions, so now we need to get involved. And so he touted that this was going to impact, you know, several million um, pensions. Some of the reports I've seen are, are downplaying that number and saying it, it's fewer, but basically what they did is that there is a pension, you know, Guarantee Corp, and they allowed them to to do some things and change some things around to make sure that these pensions were solvent. But what they didn't do is actually anything structural <laughs> to fix the pension. So just like you know, Social Security, all of the um, you know state pensions, union pensions, like whatever it is that typically has a defined benefit attached to it um, and ends up being a, a huge drag and a huge burden on everybody and 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 you know not solvent. Um, they just kicked the can down the road. But since he has absolutely no other accomplishments to hang his hat on, this is what he's talking about. But the part of it that really bothered me and you know why I wrote the piece for The Blaze um, was that, again, this is the picking of winners and losers that we keep seeing over and over again with the mm -hmm. government. And in this particular case, they are going to, to focus on making sure that the union folks don't lose 40% of their pension. But as I just told you, you know, through June this year, they said $3.4 trillion was lost from 401ks and retirement funds for other Americans who aren't affiliated with the unions. So, you know, that to me seems, again, just this, this government picking of winners and losers. And certainly if you're going to do that, you would think that wouldn't be something you'd want to brag about. Maybe you'd do that on the, the down low. But, you know, he's out there touting that as his accomplishment. All right, Carol, I've got to we've got to cut you loose. Um, I got to get back to an Ohio story here in a second. But w would you come back? I want to. We are crippling nations all over, especially emerging nations. They are going to be starving to death so soon, some of them. Uh, and they have to pay their own debt back in dollars. Dollars are becoming more expensive for them. The world is going to hate us soon, I fear. We'll talk about that when you come back. Thank you so much, Carol. The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Man, if you used to take notes on this show when I was back on Fox, you know, I'd love to see you, you go through those notes and find the things that I said. Um, because every day like just that they're gonna hate us I, I, that and the union bailout i said that those things were gonna be done i just thought it would happen sooner than it did but it's here man it is here you have to make sure that your family is set 
You need to make sure that you are not paying more money than you have to, especially on interest. Interest rates are going to go up. They're talking about another point. The banks can raise your variable rate. They don't need the Fed to do it. If they start to feel that you're a a risk, then they'll raise the interest rates. You're probably on your credit card already paying 20%. Get a loan where you're paying 5% and pay those things off. Please call American Financing right now. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. Check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, every weekday, 7 to 9 Eastern, or anytime, anywhere you get your podcast. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, I uh, I got to talk to you about what's happening in Ohio with the rape of that 10-year-old. It is worse than we thought it was. Something is not right. We'll get into that here in just a second. Um, but I, I want to stop here for just a second as we are wrapping up on uh, the economy. Do not be fooled. Do not be fooled on what is happening with our gas prices. I know the White House says this come down 40%. They're selling our strategic oil reserve to China. That alone, I think, is treasonous, seeing that it was funneled through Hunter Biden's company in China. It's crazy, crazy. But right now, Joe Biden is in Israel. Why? Why is he in Israel? Because he's going to Saudi Arabia. And that's, don't be... Don't be distracted by his trip to Israel. He doesn't give a flying crap about Israel, nor does anyone in the Democratic Party or the majority of them. Okay, We have no strength in the Middle East right now. None. We abandon all of our allies in Afghanistan. The way we pulled out, it makes us just look like absolute fools and boobs. Who wants to be on our side? We left the refugees that we got out of Afghanistan. We left them in the Gulf states, trapped, because our State Department won't let them move anywhere. We're negotiating with the Middle East's biggest uh, threat, and that is Iran. Saudi Arabia does not like Iran. Saudi Arabia wants to defeat Iran. Israel wants to defeat Iran. Jordan, the UAE, they do not look at Iran as anything other than a grave threat. And whose side are we on right now? Feels like we're on Iran's side. So we're negotiating with them. And then we're not only putting our oil and gas business out of business, but we're doing it to the Gulf states as well. So now... The president went to Iran uh, to uh, Israel yesterday, and he was talking tough on Iran. We're going to make sure that we have tough sanctions on Iran, and we're yeah, they're going to have to come through us. Who believes that in the first place? Second of all, he's not saying it to Israel; he's saying it because he's going to Saudi Arabia. So he's talking tough on Iran because Saudi Arabia they view their biggest enemy, if it's not us. Uh, It would be Iran. And our president is about to almost literally go and kneel to beg for them to open up the oil. 
and give us, sell us some oil, please. Open it up. Now, can I just ask you to think, not as a Saudi Arabian, not as a political person, just as a business person, okay? Your, what used to be your friend, has betrayed you. They are working with somebody who you feel is their, is your biggest enemy. And they're enabling them to gain power. Then they're also doing everything in their power. In fact, they're leading the march to put you out of business. And it's the only business you really have in your country. Okay. It's made you rich, but you didn't save it. I mean, you got gold Ferraris. Uh, so you're going to put us out of business on oil? Now that customer comes to you, somebody you used to think is a friend, you now know is not a friend, and they say, hey, can you sell us some of your product? Because we really, really need it, and the world really, really needs it. Well, wait a minute. Are you still going to try to continue to put me out of business globally? Well, yeah, we have to because of global warming, and ESG is the wave of the future. Do you give that person what they need to weather the storm as they're trying to put you out of business? Or do you say, no, I think I'm going to let your people feel the full ramification of this because it's probably the only hope that they'll kick you out of office and stop this insanity and I don't care about your country, but I care about mine and our business and what feeds our people. No, I'm going to let you feel the full ramifications because I've already got another customer, China. What does our president have to promise Saudi Arabia to get them to lower the price of oil and to pump more? What could that possibly be? Because I know it's not because it's we're friends. I mean, we lead the world on Build Back Better. Our corporations, our banks, our government. You know, we sent $60 billion to fund this war in uh, Ukraine for, uh, against Russia. But what's amazing is while this country is at war, their citizens are out of their house. They fled to other countries. The refugees, missiles are coming down into their neighborhoods. What is the Ukrainian parliament working on? A bill to allow gay marriage to happen. Now, now, wait a minute. Um, Ukraine is not a place that traditionally is for gay marriage. And they're in the middle of a war. That's your priority? I mean, that sounds purely American. It sounds so ridiculous. Well, it is American. I can guarantee you our money came with strings and it was all about E, S, and G. We've got to wake up. People who think that gas prices are going to come down. Let me just give you this story from the World Economic Forum. World Economic Forum released a position paper on Monday that links two claimed Global crisis as one, climate change and the decline of democracy. 
It says fighting the former will save the latter as long as consumers stop burning coal, oil, and gas in exchange for green renewables. The World Economic Forum paper argues for the past 15 years, democracy has been in decline worldwide. To protect and promote freedom, leading democracies must strengthen their economies and safeguard liberty. Now, why is this? If you sign up for my newsletter, and it's free, by the way, go to glenbeck.com and sign up for it. Let me see if I can find it real quick. There was a um, there was a, a story that came out in 2003. In fact, do we have this audio? This is me in 2003 talking about civil war. Listen to this. You know, is there a bigger example of democracy and the health of capitalism than the United States of America? I mean, that's it. Mm-hmm. This is the pinnacle of this form of government. And we were about 80 years into it, and we had a civil war. 80 years later, we were still to the point where we could have a civil war. Can you even imagine having a civil war now? What would it take to have a civil war? I mean, look at look what happened to us in the nineties. We almost well, we did impeach a president, almost removed him from office, and nobody was talking about get into the street with guns. Florida election, that thing was hotly contested, back and forth. People were passionate about their views, and nobody was saying it's a civil war. Nobody. You know, how, you know what it takes to have a civil war? It's incredible. It takes instability. It takes poverty. It takes gang rule. That was 2003. And I was warning, we're nowhere close to a civil war, but if these trends continue, we will get there. All you have to do is impoverish the people. What's happening to you right now? Are you getting into a better situation or a worse situation? I know people who have millions of dollars. I am, in my job, I am fortunate to meet with regular people and prime ministers and senators and business icons. So I get the full scope of things. I know people who have millions of dollars who are freaked out of their mind right now, who are saying... I don't know what to do with the money. I just, I just don't want to lose all of my money. Now, them losing all of their money would probably put them in the situation, maybe the best situation of your life. But still, they're having the same feeling that you're having. Everyone knows, top to bottom, impoverishment is coming. Did you see what Spain just did? The Prime Minister of Spain, just out of the blue, levied a new tax on the banks and financial institutions and energy. There's a new windfall tax. Well, this has put the stock market over in, in Spain, just upended it. Because now, if, wait a minute. You know, nobody likes higher interest rates, but higher interest rates do play a role in business. If I can't give people a different interest rate based on their situation, well, then my I don't have any risk. I mean, I, I 
it's all risk because I, I can't balance it out. So they're just screwing up the free market there. And they're going to use that money because the prime minister says people can't afford their lifestyle anymore. So the government has to provide more. So they're now going after anyone who has any money. And that's coming. That's coming. Eventually, as Winston Churchill says, was it Winston Churchill or Margaret Thatcher? At some point with socialism, you run out of other people's money. But the World Economic Forum has now said global warming and the saving of global freedom is all about getting off of oil and coal, gas, all of it. I will tell you it is the exact opposite. This is what the, the, the hierarchy, the elites, are walking in lockstep because they know if they don't change things, they're going to lose their positions, they're going to lose their wealth, so all of the elites have agreed, let's go with this great reset, and we'll all work together. The media, everybody, all the big, huge, huge power players are playing that way. As George Soros told one of my guys uh, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, uh, you tell your boss the ship has sailed and you're either on it or you are not. Well, I would rather stand with you than be on a ship of fools that is destined, destined for uh, ports of call that I never want to see. The World Economic Forum says, now, if you listen to Mr. Build Back Better, Joe Biden, he will tell you that it's the greedy oil companies. No, it is not. Mr. Build Back Better should understand that the World Economic Forum says that there we need a clean energy transition and these uh, countries like ours are selling gasoline at too cheap a price even today and we need to stop the cheap energy. It's not stopping. It's not stopping. We have got to be informed. LifeLock is our sponsor this half hour. Uh, you know, your grandma would bake a pie and put it on the windowsill to cool and gas cost a nickel a gallon. And your, your doctor would tell you which cigarettes were the healthiest. Oh, those were the days, weren't they? Criminals had the decency to wear curly mustaches and carry bags with dollar signs on them. And now you just don't know who the crook is. Times were better. Now the thieves are into identity theft. It's important to understand that's not a ridiculous notion anymore. That is going to happen to all of us. It's already happened to me. It, it's happened to me and my family a couple of times. Thank God we have had LifeLock. Identity theft will affect your life, and you need somebody watching out for it. And the best company out there is LifeLock by Norton. And if you do become a victim, because they can't catch everything, nobody can. They have restoration specialists that will work with you to help you fix the problem quickly. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BECK. 25% off with the promo code BECK at 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. You can also go to lifelock.com and use the promo code BECK to save 25% off. Lifelock.com. Promo code BECK or 1-800-LIFELOCK. 
the Glenn Beck Program. Miss a day? Miss a lot. Visit blazetv.com today and never miss a moment of truth. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The, uh, uh, just, it, it, you know, do you remember when we used to watch like Siskel and Ebert and we would care what critics said and we'd be like, you know, well, which, which one was the fat one? The fat one was usually right. It was the bald, skinny guy Ebert. Uh, that looked like Bert. Yeah. Ebert. Ebert was okay. the fat one, right? So Siskel was the skinny one. Was the fat one. one. So Siskel. Mm. Okay, so Siskel was the one you'd be like, oh, he's a snob. If I remember right, he's a snob. He's in the, you know, oh, well, this is a film. Mm-hmm. Um, and they both were kind of like that. If you go to a movie now and you see uh, Rotten Tomatoes, do you even look at the critic score other than to prove how right this theory is that they are completely out of touch with the average person? No, I, I personally don't. I just look at the audience score. Yeah. I look at the audience score, and it's mm-hmm. always, you know, Captain America, audience score 97, mm-hmm. a critic score 1. It's ridiculous. Well, this goes on. Zero Emmy nominations for Yellowstone. Zero. I was One of the that. best television shows mm-hmm. on television. I mean, it is incredible. Zero nominations. That should tell you everything you need to know. That should put that on your calendar to go start watching Yellowstone. This is the Glenn Beck Program.